0: My man, b is doing intermittent fasting where you're not allowed to eat until 11 a.m.
1: <laughs> 11 a.m.
0: hits, B is eating. What do you got, chicken wings over there?
1: Yeah, my daughter bought me these. That looks good as hell.
0: Smells good as hell. I might have to go in the other studio to keep, <laughs> keep focus here. Uh, to keep focus, we're going to go to the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access. By downloading the BetQL app or visiting betql.com. Right now, let's go and talk to our guy, Ryan O'Halloran. Ryan, what's up, man? I, 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 I legit don't know where you are. Where are you physically currently?
2: I am in the media room in Cincinnati.
0: Oh, Uh-oh. all right. I knew you said you were covering the Bengals. So, uh, Cincinnati. You're getting ready for Bengals, Bills. You're, big game. You've you're been covering the Bills all year, but you're getting, going to the other side of things. So bring us up to speed with, with Joe Burrow and the boys.
2: Yeah, well, the, the Bengals right now have offensive line issues. And that could be the deciding part of the game. I think the Bengals have the better team when healthy than Buffalo. I don't care where the game is going to be played. But over the last two weeks, the, uh, the Bengals have lost their right tackle, their left tackle, and their right guard. Neither, none of them are expected to play Sunday. So I think that gives the Bills the edge. But you know, one thing you get from this locker room, which was great yesterday talking to guys, not afraid of anybody. Don't feel like the underdog. That's what happened last year. They go to Tennessee, they go to Kansas City, and they win. They nearly win a quote unquote neutral side game in the Super Bowl. So this team should be confident, and they are.
1: Brian, this game was supposed to be a coin flip, right?
2: No, that was, well, literally or figuratively, but uh, this was never a coin flip in terms of the new playoff structure, Brian. Um, When when they did announce it, they went straight win percentage on. Bengals and Bills. The Bills had to win that, that last regular season game to secure the number two seed. Um, the only coin flip would have been had the Ravens beat the Bengals in week 18. Um, right. That would have been uh, to decide the location. And uh, the only thing that the league may have considered would, would have been a neutral site for these two teams. Uh, but they decided that uh, they didn't want to do that. So the game's in Buffalo.
0: Uh, Buffalo it is. All right. So, um, you, you talked about the Bengals and just kind of the confidence they have. And, and I think Burrow brings brings that confidence out in people, right? But their defense is also really good. And I think watching, you know, um, the Bills play the Dolphins, there's some real turnovers. What do you make of the Bengals' defense in this matchup?
2: Well, I, I think they – should feel good about some of the things they can do with Jesse Bates and Bon Bell in the back end. Mike Hilton blitzing from the slot. That, that's how Miami scored their touchdown last week uh, when Josh Allen fumbled. That was an unblocked blitz here. Uh, Trey Hendrickson, Logan Wilson, uh, Eli Apple got dinged up a little bit, so he should be ready to go. So they have a lot of good good people on this defense. You know, the Bills' hope is, and this is the thing about the Bills, they're cheating faith. They've had three turnovers in the last three games, and they've won every game. So at some point they have to fix that or they're going to be watching the rest of the playoffs. What, you know, what I think with the Bills is the emotional letdown that most people expected them to have six days after the Damar Hamlin cardiac arrest didn't come until 13 days later. They mm-hmm. just looked flat and out of sorts and, you know, sloppy against the Dolphins, and you know, the Dolphins' first three scoring drives were 35, 18, and eight yards. They weren't moving it up and down the field. They were right. just getting short fields. Right. So if they can cut down on those turnovers, uh, they had um, the Bills had nine completions of at least 16 yards last week. So they're moving the ball. They just couldn't hold on to it. That's crazy. You
1: mentioned uh, the offensive line of the Bengals being bad, but you know, Joe Burrow made it to the Super Bowl last year, and he got hit every. He was getting hit more yeah. just by anybody, any quarterback out there. Is he is he just that good to be able to still get them past him without with the offensive line trouble?
2: Yeah, if you, you, you know, you watch you watch the replay of the Baltimore game. The way he slides around the pocket, he is not Josh Allen. He's not going to be trying to run people over. You know, he's going to be working you know laterally across the line of scrimmage and still deliver throws on the button. But you know, just the way he can feel pressure for a third year player and he did it last year is is, is really impressive.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Burrow's just unbelievable. Let's go one more on the Bengals. What do you make of their skill position weapons? I people love Mixon and Piran. I'm kind of am, but their receivers are just outrageous.
2: Yeah, I mean they're they're 29th in the in league in rushing. When you have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, why in the hell would you try and run it? Um, you know they do want some balance, but that's going to be the issue for the Bills is. Okay, you're probably not going to have Trey White travel with Jamar Chase, so you're going to have Kyer Elam, who's a rookie, or Taron Johnson, your nickel, maybe going against Chase a little bit. And then you also got to figure out, okay, are you're going to, you know, play some, you know, cover two to to keep things in front of you. And they like blitzing their safety a little bit, so a lot of issues for Leslie Frazier to to deal with with the Cincinnati offense.
0: Seriously. All right, let's flip it to the Bills, the team you cover year-round. Um... How is their mindset after that Dolphins game and, and now they've got the Bengals coming in and there's got to be some level of thinking about DeMar Hamlin, right? Like, I mean, it was against the Bengals when everything happened, but where are the Bills mentally?
2: I think they're in a good spot. And, and, and the reason I say that is you cannot move on from what you saw on that field two weeks ago, but you can move forward. And the reason why you can move forward is, is that Hamlin has recovered so quickly so well. Right. I mean, he's been in the facility just about every day. He's not taking part in meetings. He's just sort of trying to get out of the house a little bit, but I think that does a lot for the mindset of both teams because as one of the Bengals assistants said yesterday, said, hey, we are just like the Bills players. We were right on that field watching that happen, and, and he says his team was not in, all, in any position to continue that game, but, but I think Hamlin's recovery uh, definitely aids the Bills and the Bengals. So, look, I I agree with you. I mean, his
0: recovery is is truly one of the coolest, most remarkable things I think we've seen in sports. Mm. Um, With with him in the facility, whatever. At some point, the Bills have to like, hey, we recognize this happened, we acknowledge it, we we love that our brother is back, but we got to focus on this game for the Bills this weekend. What do they beyond just the turnovers? Because that's an obvious one. What do they need to do to win? The Bengals have a way yeah. of just winning games.
2: Yeah, it, I think I'll give you a couple of things. One, on, for the Bills when they're on defense, you got to make the Bengals earn it, is those three-play, 75-yard touchdown drives because if you, if you can get the Bengals in second-long, third-long, you can try and take advantage of this, this offensive line by running some stuff that forces them to communicate in the crowd noise. Um, the Bills have been decent against the run. I expect that to continue. Now when Josh Allen is on offense, I would lean on James Cook, the rookie running back from Georgia. He's outperforming Devin Singletary. They trust the veteran and Singletary more, but I think this is a James. This should be a James Cook game in terms of uh, getting some chunk plays that way, getting him on the edge, and also maybe running him with some screen game to, to sort of thwart that Bengals uh, edge pass rush.
1: I kind of felt that they were going to bring Demar Hamlin uh, to the game last game. Uh, yeah. Is there any chance he would be anywhere in the inside to say he watched the game from home last week? Will he be in the stadium this week, you
2: think? Yeah, they're keeping all that under wraps, Brian, and and I think the reason last week is he was at the facility, which is right next door to the stadium. He was there on Saturday, attended the walkthrough. I do think they do want to take it easy with him. Even with a police escort, it is really tough to get to that stadium on game day. And it might have been a little overwhelming for him, and I'm sure he still doesn't have all his strength back, so I think they are taking what Sean McDermott said yesterday, taking baby steps with him, but Um, I, I, you know, if I had to guess, I'd say he does make an appearance because, you know, if they do beat the Bengals and have to go to Atlanta, play Kansas city, I I wouldn't think he would make that trip.
0: Yeah. I I think, I think this is the game, right? I, and where's, where's Josh. So one, I agree with you with cook. I, I think he's a really good player. I actually kind of thought that the commanders might go after him. They ended up taking Brian Robinson instead. Um, Where's Josh Allen at? Like, I've interacted with him briefly at the Senior Bowl, however many years ago that was. I don't know him at all. What's he? At, what's his vibe as like a leader? As you know, the the engine of that team.
2: Well, he's both. He's the top leader. He's the you know culture builder. He's the tone setter, and he's their best player. And uh, you know guys believe in him 100 percent as they should. You know, he said yesterday he made one bad decision in the Miami game. I would not agree with that. I think he made a couple uh, more than a couple. And the one thing that Josh, I'm sure, is talking with Joe Brady, their quarterback coaches this week, dude, take the layups. yeah you know the the flat was there for you. you know, make it second and five instead of second and ten and potentially an interception. you know because that first interception uh against Miami last week, Cook gains eight, Cook gains thirteen, you're new in your midfield, all of a sudden you throw it fifty yards downfield. Long return. Miami kicks a field goal. They're back in it. You know, don't you know they they, they handed Miami the game and the Dolphins didn't really want to take it. So uh, I think I think that's got to be sort of hammered into Josh this week. Another thing is he denied it yesterday, but he's been on the injury report with an ankle injury, and you did not see him run more than two keepers against the Dolphins. Maybe they were saving it for this week because they're going to need it this week.
1: He's a big guy, but I think he takes too many hits unnecessarily. You know, we we watched Ben Roethlisberger do that for a while, and it wore him out. You know, does Josh need to change the way he played just a little?
2: I think in the pocket he's okay because he doesn't take a you know he doesn't take a ton of massive hits. Yeah, but I do agree with you is when he's when he's scrambling downfield he he's not a slider, um, and I think uh, he needs to learn how to do that. But he is so physically imposing. I mean, there are I mean. I'm 6'3". I look up at him. He's probably 6'5". I think he's probably 255 at this point, but he makes it work if he Damn. can still move. Yeah. I mean, he is a big, big boy, and he can probably take some of that punishment, but um, I, I would probably start curtailing that uh next season.
0: What about the Bills defensively? Are they equipped to slow down what Cincy does?
2: Yeah, it's going to be tough, and, you know, they signed Von Miller for games like Sunday and for opponents like Kansas City. They're going to miss him. Their 4 man pass rush has not been getting it done since he got injured with the ACL on Thanksgiving. Yeah. When he was healthy, they could rush four, drop seven, play a lot of zone. Now you're seeing them drop an edge with a linebacker, rush four plus Edmonds and Milano, just to try to read just a little bit more pressure. And I think that's where if the Bengals can diagnose who's rushing from where, just give Burrow that extra second of time, that's going to be trouble for the Bills.
0: Definitely. I I mean, when you saw Vaughn get hurt like that, it was – it was – I just hated it for a veteran that was playing so well and you knew playoff time was when he would kind of turn it on, turn it up. Um, Dawson – is it Knox, I believe, the tight end? Yeah. I I mean, that dude is just a stud. Like, when you get – get into these playoff matches like chess matches. Is he almost more important than Diggs at this point? I mean, I know they're both star players, but I mean, he had that one handed grab against the dolphins. He's just making plays all over the
2: place. Yeah. He has touchdowns in five straight games. He had two this season only before that. And the questions were legitimate. Where's Dawson? He's on the field, but why aren't you drawing, scheming stuff up for him to get open? You know, Diggs is still one. Uh you know, Knox is two, Gabe Davis is three, but I think where Knox is important is in the red zone because a couple of these touchdowns, he uh, started in pass protection, shed his guy, they didn't know where he was, and uh, he's had some drops throughout the year, that should have been a touchdown last week to make it 21 nothing. couldn't hang on, but uh, he'll be a big part of this game.
0: I bet. Um, And what about Diggs? What do you, I mean, we root for him here because he's a local guy, but What's he like? I mean, he seems all the stuff you always see him doing with kids in the crowd. Seems like he's a great dude in a great situation. Even if his numbers kind of slowed down as the year progressed.
2: Yeah, he's going on three weeks without talking in the media, which is disappointing because Ooh, when he what's does that about? talk, yeah, and uh, that's you know uh, that's disappointing because when he does uh, visit, uh, he does create a lot. Of, he does uh, give us a lot of insight into him and also the rest of the offense. Um, you know, I think last week it was important for him to get on track. I think he started with New England with that long touchdown. And to me, maybe this is old-fashioned. I would make sure he gets 12, 15 targets a game because that's long catches, that's third-down conversions, that's T.I. penalties. I would, I would uh, really use him a lot and then have Knox and Davis as complimentary players.
1: How, how good is the, def- the run defense
2: of Buffalo? Pretty good, pretty, pretty good throughout the year. But I think not, it's, it's kind of misleading, Brian, because this team has got this team has got so many leads. Is that teams have had be, had to become one dimensional? Mm-hmm. But Ed Oliver is a big big guy up front. Daquan Jones coming over from Tennessee, same thing. So they've done a lot of good things. I think against the run during the second half of the season. Um, and then Milano's an All-Pro, and then Tremaine Edmonds and Virginia star. Tech. Yeah, so Tremaine Edmonds is going is going is heading into free agency in uh, two months.
0: Um. yeah, I mean, gosh, will they let Edmonds go? I mean, that's the kind of guy this team could sign.
2: Well, and, and that's the thing is right now entering free agency at three levels of the defense, Ed Oliver, Tremaine, Edmonds, and Jordan Poirier probably can't sign all three of them. Wow. So, got some decisions to make there.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, just because I'm a media nerd, we're talking with our friend Ryan O'Halloran um, from Buffalo. Have you talked to Bill's PR about Diggs not talking to the media? like? I I assume so so everybody understands. There's like processes that reporters could take via Pro Football Writers Association with the NFL PR departments. Like that's that's BS, dude. For two weeks, yes.
2: It has been brought up. Uh, it's I'm, I'm in a different role at the Buffalo News now, where I'm not the number one beat writer. I do other things. Gotcha. You know, if, if I was in Denver and also Washington, uh, you'd be hearing a lot more uh, colorful uh, comments about this. Right. But, um, I think I think as the I think as one of the faces of the team, um, you go up to him and you say, for the good of the team, Kyle, uh, give us five minutes. And that's that's what I do in the Redskins locker room all those years.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean,
2: that's just, talk, just do the gaggle. It'd be over in three and a half minutes, and you don't have to talk again until after the game. Guys did it
0: right,
1: and I, guys got to learn. I mean, you did it. I talk to the media all the time because you can answer He's questions. You're
2: preparing for your second career,
1: Brian. <laughs> but now it's just like seriously, they get mad at the media, and then all of a sudden you find out not just one guy writing a bad story about you. Then all of a sudden, other guys because there's always something to write. And and when people when you give people when you show them respect. They show you respect. I've always said to people people always tell me, man, you say you say anything you want. No, I don't. You know, I'm just like anybody else. When I like somebody if somebody give me some level of respect, I give them level of respect. You know, but
2: if you don't, then I don't even I don't
1: have any pool card there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, as you as you know when you're a player is if if you if you make yourself available in good and bad, the bad isn't gonna be as critical. There you go. Um you know, but but let's say you know if you talk to if you get a guy once uh, once every couple of weeks, you have a lot of things to cover, good and bad. There's no there's very little balance.
0: Yeah, no, I don't like that one bit, man. Um, Ryan, we we appreciate you, dude. You got I don't know if your role allows you to do this or what, but do you you think the Bills get it done sat, uh, Sunday rather?
2: Yes, I do. I picked. I I, I went back and forth, but I'm uh, gonna pick the Bills twenty-seven twenty-three just because of the Bengals' O-line issues. I do think the Bills are going to be ta- able to take advantage of that. B-U-F-F-A-L-O. Ryan, thank you very much, man.
1: Hey, Ryan.
0: I, dude, the spots you've been and the years you've been in those spots, how much are you enjoying this Bills team to cover?
2: Um, it's rare covering a franchise quarterback. Never covered one before. And <laughs> usually at this point, you're packing for the senior bowl and saying, okay, look at the draft. It? So you're trying to like this. This this time last year, I was in Denver trying to make the case for Kenny Pickett at number nine. <laughs> uh, it turns out that they traded for Russell Wilson. They probably should have drafted Kenny Pickett.
0: <laughs> might have been, it, might it have been might have been much better off. Time, yeah. <laughs> um. How long were you covering the command the skins, commanders, whatever the hell?
2: Well, it was 2004 for the Newport News Daily Press, and then five, six, seven, eight, nine for the Washington Times, and then. Ten and eleven—the forgettable two years for uh, Comcast.
0: What? Who was the best quarterback you covered?
2: Well, Brunel? they made the playoffs. Yeah, they made the playoffs with Brunell and Todd Collins. I mean, Jason Campbell was a first-round pick, uh, but yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess it was Brunell. But I mean, oh gosh, what? Oh. <laughs> Not exactly, Josh Allen. <laughs> no, no, that that makes everything. It just you, here's the thing, guys. You're talking about that culture and that belief. You have a guy like Josh Allen. You have a guy like Joe Burrow. You believe he can do it. Yeah,
1: totally, dude. It, what a difference. What yeah, a difference. the other guys, you believe that. I need to pick somebody next year. Every yeah, year,
2: yeah, and or you need uh, you need other things to go right. I mean Jacksonville, there is there right now with Trevor Lawrence. They're not going to come back from 27 down every week, but if they're down. You know, nine points to Kansas City in the third quarter on Saturday, they're
1: still going to believe. Uh, or you can have a good quarterback and have an idiot coach like like the Chargers.
2: <laughs> Ryan,
0: thank you for the time, man. We really appreciate it, dude.
2: All right, take care, fellas. All right, Ryan, Thanks. take care, man.
0: That's our guy, Ryan O'Halloran. Uh, we're going to go through all four games. Pick the best one, the one you're most excited to watch. Don't go anywhere. It's be Mitchell Finley. Shout-out to Interpol. Shout-out to Kendall Griggs, Channel 7. Kenny always gets fired up when we play Interpol. He always texts me about it. A um, few things I want to talk about, Brian. Right. You can pick ownership or Europe. What? Those are the two things I'd, I, I'd like to discuss. You can pick.
1: I'd rather talk about ownership.
0: Okay, let's do it. Or did you want to do a divisional round?
1: I thought you said we were going to break down the four games. Let's do that. Then you went to, I don't know, you know, you never stay on track.
0: I, I very rarely do. <laughs> four games this weekend. Yeah. Jags.
1: See, hit- Jeff, I remember that, too.
0: Jeff's not even listening. Jeff's trying to act like I forget things. Landfill, how about B Mitch talking to Jeff and he didn't even look up from his phone? It was pretty elite. Um, four games, Saturday, 4.30, Jaguars, Chiefs, NBC. Saturday night, 8-15, Fox game, Giants-Eagles. I think I'm going to go to over-under to watch that if you have any interest in that. I'm going to text Biagi, and I'm going to text Bees about that. That's me reminding myself. you forget. I will. Two games Sunday, 3 o'clock. Bengals-Bills, 6-30, Cowboys-Niners on Fox. I got a prediction, putting a flag out there. Mm-hmm. Cowboys Niners on Fox at 6.30 will set a new divisional round record for viewers. I'm calling my shot. At 6.30? 6.30, Sunday night, Cowboys Niners. The whole world's watching that thing. All right. So let's start here.
1: I think they are watching the 3 o'clock game as well that day. What's the better day of football? Jags, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles? I think Giants, Eagles is big, but I believe Sunday is the biggest day. I think so, too. You're looking at the 49ers, who I think were they got on a a roll, and they've been the best football team in the NFL down the stretch, Uh, playing against Dallas, who looked unstoppable, you know, the other day against Tampa. And then you look at the Bengals and Buffalo Bills, already expected to be a big game, but then you go back to the last time they were playing each other, what happened? That's going to be promoted so much. So this game is going, I think Sunday is way bigger.
0: Um. Yeah, I agree with you. I, let's start here. Jags Chiefs is the not I, the worst is is unfair because these are all going to be awesome games. And I'm gonna watch every second of them. But the least it's a
1: nine. You got a nine point favorite,
0: dude. Like, if there was a medal stand here and there's a bronze, a silver, and a gold medal, mm-hmm. they're not on the medal stand. Nah. I I tell you what though, I like the Jags getting the number. I don't trust the Chiefs' defense, and Jacksonville just has a way of scoring. And Brian Mitchell, Mm -hmm. you ready for this? Yep. What's my guy? Trevor Lawrence, Mm -hmm. the hair and the the nose, the whole package, has never lost on a Saturday. I don't know how that's possible, considering he played college football, but...
1: He may not play some of the games that they... uh... College football's on Saturdays. Did he go undefeated at Clemson? Uh, was he hurt in the game that they possibly lost?
0: That's why they pay you the big bucks,
1: man. You are <laughs> smart.
0: Well, you know. Because I remember, remember they went up to Notre Dame and he had COVID.
1: Somehow they let him travel with the team. He never played on a Saturday in the NFL yet against Patrick Mahomes either. Sure. <laughs> so, I'm not saying.
0: I mean, you always point this out. I'm not going to put my money on the Jags money line. But I'll take the points. I know who would. Who? Jeff, you're crazy ass taking the Jags this week? No. No. Not at all. Dude, you get that at nine at at Caesars. FanDuel bet MGM or eight and a half. Caesars is at nine. You know what I would like? More points when I'm betting the underdog. All right, so Jags-Chiefs is eh. What's the third best game? I mean, because... The rest of these are all bangers.
1: I believe that as much as you know, you look at two NFC East teams. I still think the Eagles Giants is third. Now, whether it ends up like that, I don't. I don't know because I really believe if Jalen is healthy, the Eagles win this game easily. You think, dude? If he's healthy, yes. The Giants are plucky as hell. I don't it, care. You can't. They can't be plucky now when we all. Well, you, you tried to convince me the whole year that they were fake. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, they plucky. At what point are they not real? When well, does fake I, I mean, you're the one that tried to tell you. I told you they were good. Real? I just believe that the
0: Eagles are the better team. I I think the Eagles should win, but the, the spread makes it
1: interesting. You give me more than a touchdown with the Giants? We've seen the Giants play. And one thing about them, they're not consistently the team that we saw the other day. They're consistently a team that scores less points and are not as dynamic. When they... um, Minnesota defense was garbage. Garbage. What what, did he say? Not just
0: garbage. Trash. Trash. (laughs) Um, Perhaps, Brian, you're correct. Sunday, December 11th, the Philadelphia Eagles traveled to New Jersey to the swamp that is the Meadowlands. And I'm not... not being figurative. It's an actual swamp to play the Giants. Mm -hmm. You remember the score of that game? Nope. The Eagles almost dropped 50 on them. 48-22, Eagles. Landini, we haven't checked in with you and your birds this weekend. How are you feeling about the old Kelly Green fly, Eagles, fly? Uh, Good. The Giants aren't good. (laughs) Pretty... Pretty simple there. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's straight to the point.
0: So, one good. thing. Giants good. One thing that I'm terrified of what? is um, in the football pool I did with Pete and Mitch. The last week of the year, I liked the Eagles, even though it was a huge number, because I thought the Giants were going to rest everybody. Giants end up covering with a late garbage touchdown, whatever. The whole world is betting on the Giants plus seven and a half this weekend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Laying seven and a half is. I think I'm using this word correctly, anathema, to what I like to do. I, I I, like underdogs. I hate big favorites. But in a way, uh, when we talk with our boy Tim Murray, he talks about when a team becomes a public dog, when all the public money is on the underdog. Mm-hmm. That's the Giants this weekend. Yeah. And what we tend to do as a sporting public, just as people, is we remember the last thing we saw.
1: Remember the last thing we saw, but I think listening to uh, Derek just a little bit ago, the Eagles did not run their real offense against the Giants the last time. They were protecting Jalen for the most part. We're getting uh, getting his feet wet. It's been two weeks since that game. I would suspect with all the great medicine they have and the other ways they have, that shoulder going to feel better this Sunday. And I think when they start to go back to what they normally do as an offense, I believe – I don't know if they'll get close to 50 points, but I think they'll be better – they'll be more of that team than they were the team that they played against them in the last game.
0: I, I I tend to agree with you. They're the number one seed for a reason. Um, all right, so but I, I do think compared to the Sunday games, I'll go Giants-Eagles third best. Mm-hmm. Bengals, Bills, Cowboys, Niners. What's your one seed?
1: I'm going Bengals, Bills. I just think that that it's so much around that game, surrounding that game. And when we look at those two guys, we're looking at two quarterbacks that many believe could be number one in the league. And the NFL is pushed and promoted by your quarterback. Dak Prescott had a great game against Tampa. He don't have great games all the time. Okay, he was like one of the worst quarterbacks down the stretch with all the interceptions he was throwing, and then you go to Mister Purdy. I know he's played great, but nobody gives Brock—I mean, give Purdy—all the credit. It's no, more about the offense. Nobody gives Purdy the credit. So right. I think you you get more hype and promotion from the Bengals and Buffalo Bills, especially because people start going back to last year to where hey. If Buffalo had the ball one more time, they might have beat us uh, beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, guess what? Burrow beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They were in the Super Bowl they were last down. year. Weren't yeah. they
0: down three touchdowns? I think Was that, it 17 or yeah, 21 that, nothing.
1: That game right there gets more of the push. You know, now, let's be real, NFL won't have a problem with Dallas or San Francisco in the championship game. And either one of those teams, you know how that fan bases are. So, and then San Fran is not far. When you look at it from AZ, a
0: lot closer than. A-
1: Although, let's—I
0: I don't know this answer. What do we think is further from Phoenix, Dallas, or San Francisco? I'll go Dallas. Landfill, what do you say? Uh, I'm going to say Dallas too. Jeffrey,
1: I agree. I weirdly think it's Sam Fran. Throw it out there. Figure it out.
0: We'll find out when we return. You're listening to B. Mitchell Finley.
1: Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Bet the NFL playoffs with FanDuel, where every play is a rush. This weekend, FanDuel is giving all customers a no sweat, same game parlay during the divisional round. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account, you'll get free best back if your NFL playoff same game parlay doesn't hit. Same-game parlays let you combine all your favorite bets for a chance at a bigger payday. When you begin to look at the games this weekend, let's go with the Buffalo Bills against the Cincinnati Bengals. Any of one of the quarterbacks passing touchdowns, any touchdown, anytime touchdown score, we can go with Stephon Diggs. We can go with Jamar Chase. Running back over rushing yards. Try to figure that out. You go there with P. Ryan. He was here. Nobody thought it was about anything. P. Ryan is in the playoffs once again. Put those things together and get you a same-game parlay. You can even ride with thousands of other fans and bet the popular same-game parlays already made for you. If you're new to FanDuel, join now with promo code BRIAN to see for yourself why it's America's number one sportsbook. And if you already have an account, you can start building your no-sweat same-game parlay today. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 106.7 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old, the president of Virginia, three-plus legs, minimum $1 bet required. Refund issued as a non-retourable free best that expires seven days after receipt. Max refund is $100. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call
0: 1-800-GAMBLER. How about this? Uh, 1230, Jimmy Patos is going to join us. We're going to talk some college hoops, some Wiz. Wiz had a good win last night in New York. Uh, Brad Beal back on the floor. And I just saw this from the Team 980 Twitter account. So remember that Porzingis was Draft, drafted by the Knicks, and there was a lot of hype around him for a while when he was mm-hmm. playing in New York. Like, any player that's decent in New York gets hyped up. They were calling him, I think, the unicorn and all that. Yep. So, last night, Porzingis was getting booed by the MSG crowd, and he just pointed at the scoreboard. <laughs> that's got to be one of the best feelings that's there the is, That's the best move right?
1: in the world. Like, guys talking trash when they get an ass kick, all you do is point. Yeah. Scoreboard. And they keep Biach. talking, then you try to bust um, them in the head.
0: Landini. We, we ended the last segment with quite a cliffhanger. Phoenix, Arizona. What city is closer, San Francisco, California, or Dallas, Texas? Brian, Mullins, and Jeff all took Dallas. All took San Fran, and I took Dallas. Is that correct? Okay. Landfill, I believe you have the results.
3: I do have the results. Uh, San Francisco is six hundred and forty nine miles away from Phoenix. San Fran is six forty nine. That sounds close. Mm-hmm. And Dallas is eight sixty six.
1: Okay, so you so it, just say six forty nine because it take you damn. I drove from Louisiana to El Paso. We were in Texas for over seven hundred miles.
0: Texas is big, man. That place
1: is humongous.
0: Um, now what is a? I bet you could drive from Dallas to Phoenix, easier than you can San Fran to Phoenix.
1: Because, I don't know. Because you got some desert areas to go through in uh, Texas.
0: Yeah, but you got desert areas to go through from California to Phoenix, too?
1: He's trying to he's trying to eat yeah, it I up don't, because he lost the first I one. I don't know now. what you're getting at here.
0: No, I, I'm not sure either, but I'm getting at something. <laughs> I believe... Yo, Dallas to Phoenix is just a straight shot across the desert. San Fran... To Phoenix. You got to get over all those mountains and everything. You're in to car, you're doing about 80. Not on those mountains, dude. I've driven through the California mountains. Bro, they have roads in California. I guess you just go down the coast and <laughs> they like, cut across. What are we even talking about here? Where do you think that you're driving? What I'm telling you is I've driven in Northern California. And one, it snowed so much that they closed the roads. And two, it's you ain't not, driving in Northern it's California. Not like highways, man. <laughs> You're driving west across
3: Arizona hey, and then up California dude, from he, the he south. Don't, he
1: don't like to lose, man. He, he gonna figure out a way to win this
0: thing. I, I, I bet it takes as long. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of just grasping. But tell me how. What does like Google say the drive will take you from San Fran to
3: Phoenix? From San Fran to Phoenix, it is 11 hours and 44 minutes.
0: And I bet from Dallas to Phoenix, I bet it's like 12 hours because it's all 80 and it's all straight. It's 15 hours and 39 minutes. I, it's because Dallas
3: is farther away from Phoenix <laughs> than San Francisco is.
1: That's O two, JP. Want to try again?
0: <laughs> what about via helicopter? <laughs>
1: it's the same as, as the I, first I got, one. I got you. I got you. When you leave Dallas, you're on a jet. But when you leave Phoenix, you're on the helicopter. I mean, you leave Arizona, uh, San Francisco, you're on the, hel- on the helicopter. I think you're winning it. Yeah.
3: See? Yeah. Maybe weather-wise, Phoenix is closer to Dallas than or San Francisco. Or if you're driving
1: an 18-wheeler, you know, and you got a, a heavy, heavy load, and you got the little trucks leading you, and you can only do high-speed, third 40, you might win that way.
0: I bet if you leave from Lubbock, Texas.
1: We don't care. There's nothing Phoenix. in Lubbock that we really care about. <laughs>
0: Uh, What is in Lubbock? Texas Tech? The air raid? (laughs) Um, All right, man. I was wrong, Jeff. Put that next week when we talk about what I was wrong about. There's one. Uh, There's one. Um, Landville, what's your favorite game this weekend?
3: Oh, it's definitely the Niners and the Cowboys.
0: And you're on Bengals-Bills is your favorite? Yeah. What about you, Jeffrey? Definitely Dallas and and, and, um, my bad. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, clearly you're excited about it. What was
1: that? Um, <laughs> oh, he forgot. What, I was, no, how he high this, are you? I he just forgot, asked he you. He what game the team is your that favorite? Playing. I was, I was excited. No, it's you sound di- really excited. Dallas and the Niners, because, dude, I was catching so much. what did you do truck. last night, Jeff? I had to, I had to host.
0: A host an, what? Um, a TV show? A,
1: a club.
0: How late were you out? I didn't notice it till right now.
1: Till about like three.
0: I did notice you sleeping on the on the table there a little no, earlier. No, I
1: wasn't sleeping. I was stretching.
0: <laughs> stretching. <laughs> the, le, le, I, the, I was like this. Of bro. all the,
1: I wasn't sleeping.
0: I was doing this. Lies you've told. Stretching is a new nah, one. Nah,
1: man. When you when you sitting in the chair, you got to sit on the edge and you, you I'm not going to describe Landfill. it. he had sound, his head what's
0: down what's in sound. his hands and was sleeping. Brian, you saw that, correct?
1: No, I had my head on a desk like this. I'm to say he did both of those drives, and San Fran is a lot easier. It's not easier. He means Dallas is easier. He says San Fran is easier. He's lying. He's just How are you going to tell somebody what they think? He's just trying
0: feel? to be cool with you and insult me. That's no, what everybody's
1: no, doing. No, you know what? I don't even think I'm wrong.
0: I think Glanville made <laughs> up the just, numbers. I
1: just think that you Google's wrong are too. the weirdest everybody's person in the world. Everybody's out to get me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> driving in
0: California is never easy. Driving across the desert is easy. That's all I'm saying. I've made the drive from Coachella back to San Diego.
1: It's a nightmare. L.A. traffic it, it, La it, traffic it, takes over the it's world. It's Coachella, fool. It's traffic every damn where at that time. You don't think there's traffic every damn where for the Super Bowl? First of all, we didn't say when the hell they were going to be driving. We just said they're driving. So, I don't know. You know what? If you drive out there Monday, no, there's not no traffic for the Super Bowl. The traffic don't start till Wednesday, Thursday. You know that. You've been to the city before.
0: I want to talk ownership when we return. Don't go anywhere. It's P. <laughs> Mitchell Finley.